wrestling fans, and welcome to the Haggard Sefton Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle at Cross Creek. I'm Rex Verlon with Dane Filling, and as we've tuned into our show in the past few weeks, you've heard that uh, we have this broken up in sections. First is the weigh-ins, then we go to first period, second period, third period, and overtime. And Dane, if you want to give us a quick rundown of what we're going to do here in the weigh-in section of our show tonight. Well, tonight we're going to talk about uh, the results from last week, Belmont's match versus New Haven. Adam Central's uh, rough showing against Garrett, and then the uh, the big ACAC duels this weekend along with the NE8 triple that was on uh, WZBD on Saturday. And we're going to give you our trivia question. You can call in and win a prize from Cross Creek. And before we get the show started, we, uh, we've got some advertisements when you get in here, and then uh, we're joined by my uh, broadcast partner during the regular season, A.J. Calvin. A.J., you got an advertisement you need to read there for us? I do. Thank you, uh, Rex. And this is for Cross Creek Golf Club downstairs. And uh, if you're not sure what to get that, uh, that loved one on your Christmas list, think golf. If they're a golfer or if they want to be a golfer, gift certificates are available downstairs. And the pro shop will be open from 12 to 5 all the way from now through the 23rd of the month. So if you can't get there, uh, you know, you got until 5 o'clock all the way through Thursday the 23rd. Gift certificates are available. There's going to be 27 holes of golf available next year with an executive nine and a championship 18. It's going to be terrific. There is some clothes down there, and Dennis Collins will make you a good deal on anything he's got in the pro shop. So buy a membership, buy a gift certificate. Make sure that the loved ones in your life that are golfers have the opportunity to use that next year. And we're in this section here talking about uh, advertisements. Uh, we have a note here, and I want to talk about the uh, Double Eagle Lounge here. It has a has a guest coming in for music. Get information on that? Dane's got it on Friday night. Yeah, Brandon White is going to be playing here on December 20th. They've got a steak dinner special, and uh, not sure if it can beat tonight's chicken enchiladas, which <laughs> I've already sampled. But uh, come on out to the Double Eagle on December 20th to listen to Brandon White. Brandon White is a singer, songwriter, guitar player, and he's terrific. So now we've got all the uh, bills paid with our uh, advertisements here. We're going to get into the show, and uh, we're joined tonight by a special guest, uh, who made the trip over from Bluffton High School tonight, and then we're <clears throat> joined here by head coach of the Bluffton Tigers, uh, Ben Sprunger. Ben is, uh, like you said, the coach of the ACAC <coughs> champion Tigers. Uh, quite a weekend for you, coach. Yeah, we had a we had a great weekend. We told the guys that uh, they had an opportunity to uh, do something special, and they stepped up and had a great weekend. Perfect. So let's start off, Rex, with uh, our comments on Belmont's match against New Haven, which we had here on WZBD last Tuesday. 50-30 uh, to 30 was the final. You had 12 pins in that match. Um, just sort of a, 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 one of those duels where it felt like it was pretty obvious who was going to win what match, but there were, there were a couple of surprises. You know, it, it started off in a section where it looked a little bit, uh, kind of looked like Belmont was not going to fare very well, and then the, once the uh, heavier weights were were taken care of, then it, it wrapped around, and uh, Belmont kind of took care of the, uh, for the lightweights. Yeah, the the match at 170 is the one that sticks out to me, where Henry Kukulhan is into the match. He's a freshman. He's he's filling in so that Belmont can bump up Seifring and, and free and, and, and not have that forfeit at 195, and he goes toe-to-toe. -to -toe. <coughs> uh, what was the score after the first period? It was 9-7 to seven or 8-6 to six or something like that. It was like a that. slam banger. It ends up 11-11 <coughs> going into overtime, and somehow Kukulhan gets pinned. In that odd pin time there on their score sheet of 6.58. You don't see that very often. Uh, but it was a heck of a match. And, you know, sometimes you shake your head a little bit when you watch Kukulhan wrestle. But you can just tell that at some point he's going to put some of those mistakes behind him. And he's going to start beating kids that he shouldn't as a freshman at 170 or 182. 
Yeah, lots of uh, other matches that we kind of looked for. We we hoped to see the match between uh, Kyle Lawson and uh, Elijah Chikan, but uh, Chikan does not have his weight uh, into the point where he can wrestle at 138 yet, and he comes in and pins Garrett Manley. But uh, Manley gave him a good match for the first you know, two minutes and was, was right there with him and got caught in a, in a throw and uh, got pinned. But uh, I, I think that's a match that Manley can do better in. Yeah, I agree, and I think we'll see Lawson and Chacon at some point. At, you know, at conference last year it was a conference and a semi-state. They drew each other in the first round of semi-state. Then on Wednesday night we had uh, Garrett and Adam Central, and I'll tell you what, Rex, Garrett has a roster of about forty-five, forty-six, forty-seven guys, and they came into Adam Central, and the Jets are just too young. They're yeah. they're, they're not ready for a team of that caliber. Uh, that was a fifty-six to fifteen final. Adam Central wins just three matches. Uh, Blake Hirely won. He's still undefeated. Uh, Alex Curry, who is no longer undefeated after his loss against Southern Wells, he wins a match in the first period. And then Jake Jackson's a guy who has been JV the last two years, not seen a whole lot of varsity experience. Uh, He's got probably nine or ten wins now out of 13 matches that Adam Central's wrestled. So uh, a a lot of positives from him at that 138 spot. How that all plays out now with Caden Schaefer coming back in the lineup I think he's going to be Tony Curry's 132-pounder. That kind of pushes McAfee and Jackson into that 138 spot. But um, it should be interesting to see how Adam Central wrestles that uh, this week. They, they wrestle Tuesday, Friday, and five matches on, on Saturday. And then in the ACAC duels, obviously we had Bluffton finishes uh, 6-0. and South Adams ends up second. And... Uh, Adam Central four and two, and they beat Jay County, who finishes three and three. And if you think about it, Jay County is a two A team state finalist, and they finish fourth in this conference. I think that says a lot. <laughs> Made uh, up by my mostly one A schools, and that says a lot about the depth <coughs> that you have. And to be real honest, and we're not going to pick on AJ, even though we like to pick on AJ. You know, he goes out and he picks Southern Wells to win the whole thing, and they end up one and five. Yeah, and you know they they were that close to going back and forth to to to, to being competitive. Didn't they have some forfeits on Saturday. They they did, and they and they struggled with that because they're the smallest school in the conference. I think they gave they, they gave up like twenty four points. I think at some point I think they had they had four. But uh, just a, a really great two days of wrestling. I was down there three different times, uh, driving back and forth. I had to secure Ben as our guest on Tuesday night. <laughs> he hit me in the arm and he said he was only coming if they win and I told him well you're going to win so you're going to be here. <laughs> so we're gr- glad to be joined by him. So, And then Belmont, uh, we had two matches on WZBD um, on Saturday. Uh, just a lot more confidence now I think about what Belmont can do this year instead of what we saw maybe at Columbia City or against New Haven to see what they did against East Noble DeKalb and then, and then they, they really worked pretty well through the lineup against against Norwell uh you know it's not the same Belmont team that we're used to 10 years ago but this is still a top four or five team in 2A you know we we saw that uh, DeKalb's a little bit down this this year East Noble's a little bit down this year and and Norwell come in and and Belmont did not match very well with Norwell I mean Norwell's bigger guys are a lot stronger but uh some of the other teams uh, DeKalb gave Norwell a tussle I mean they matched up pretty well I mean that final was uh, 42-34 uh with uh, Norwell on top of that and uh Belmont took out DeKalb pretty quickly. But um, Norwell just did not have what it took to uh, beat Belmont down low. And Belmont beat them up through clear almost about 45, I think. And uh, yeah. it was it was not that, really that much of a match. Yeah, I don't think that we have completely seen <coughs> Norwell's best lineup yet. We're still waiting to see where Tonner Johnson, I think, fills into that lineup. And I think that's going to make quite a difference. Yeah, we know up top they're they're really strong. I mean, they're, they're you know, Kale Gray and all the guys that, 
touch him in that room and work out with him are just getting better because he's there. Yeah. Okay, let's go to our trivia question before we go to our <coughs> first break, Rex. Now, this is an Al Smith tournament-related question. I've uh, been working on something with uh, the Al Smith tournament we'll talk about later. But here's your question. You need to call in to 589-9300 uh, with your correct answer. And the question is, Belmont has had the second most champions all time at the Mishawaka, now named the Al Smith tournament, with 47 champs. The winning answer is going to need to name the other two schools with 35 or more champions. So Belmont is second. We want to know who's first all time in individual champions at the Al Smith and who's third. So we're looking for two schools here. Two schools. And let me tell you what, they are teams that have been at this tournament <coughs> since the very beginning, since 79 or 80. That would make sense. So all you fans out there listening at home, uh, put your Google search on and get going for the Al Smith finalists. And while you're doing that, we're going to go away for a commercial break, and we'll come back with our special guest right after these messages from our fine sponsors. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best. Paul Baker Drywall. At Complete Printing Service, you can count on Charlie Brune and the crew to take care of all your print needs. Everything from color copies, custom-made banners and signs, wedding invitations, business cards, magnetic and yard signs, and so much more. Complete Printing is located on South 2nd Street in Decatur. Our name says it all. Complete Printing Service. Call today at 724-3722. Complete Printing is also a Decatur Sculpture Tour sponsor. Welcome back to the Haggard Sefton Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle at Cross Creek. I'm Rex. We're along with Dane Filling, and Dane, you've uh, secured a guest for this evening's uh, festivities. And as we start the first period, introduce our new guest. Yeah, we're talking to Ben Sprunger, head coach of the Bluffton Tigers, and we're going to take a look right now at the uh, 1A team rankings from Indiana Matt. And uh, staying in the number one spot is North Posey. They are now 18 and one, Rex, which is hmm. kind of uh, Mind-blowing for anybody around here. Uh, none of our local schools are, are two 19 matches yet. Uh, they're only lost to a team somewhere from Evansville, I believe, modern day. <laughs> and uh, they also have wins over Tell City, who are uh, headed to 1A Team State, and uh, Southridge, who was previously ranked number two. Uh, very convincing, uh, 20, 25 points. 
And I believe North Posey scored 15 against Modern Day, which there aren't too many schools in the in the state that can that can match up. So North Posey definitely deserving. And as I talk to people from Adams Central, people from South Adams that are looking at that team state tournament, they keep saying to me, North Posey, North Posey, hmm. North Posey. That's the team that, that, that really is the favorite this year. You know, Prairie Heights is down, Adams Central's down. This is going to be the year where, where that team from the south ends up winning. Uh, at number two is Centerville. Uh, their best result so far is a win over Jay County, 49-24, which compares uh, pretty good to some of the ACAC teams, as we saw scores from this weekend. Wabash is still undefeated, and they've moved up to number three. They've got a win over uh, team state participant Manchester. And uh, the Bluffton Tigers move up to the number four spot. Their only loss on the year is a 39-30 to loss early in the season to Leo, who is also a 2A team state participant. And this weekend they had wins over Adams Central, South Adams, and Jay County. Tell City moves into the number five spot with their win over Southridge this week. And Southridge, while they're 0-2, Rex, uh, they were a 2A team state participant. They changed the formula this year at Team State to determine the classes. So it used to be they used to take the IHSAA rules, and they used to say that every team who had at least two wrestlers last year was going to count as a team. And then they'd split them up into the top 33, the middle 33, and the bottom 33. Well, this year they made a change, and they went to the rule of seven. And you had to have seven guys on your team for it to count which is what the change was. That eliminated about 10 to 15 teams and then kind of shuffled teams down. And what that ended up doing then was it made Southridge a 1A team instead of a 2A team. Now, they weren't very competitive with Belmont last year, but they had some awfully good kids. Um, that, that, uh, there were two Shank brothers. One wrestled John Rubel very well. Um, I think they're going to be competitive in 1A this year. Uh, but they're but they're 0-2 with losses to Tell City and number one North Posey. So, Ben, as you can see, this is why Dane Filling's here, to keep all these rules and regulations straight, and I just sit here and look pretty. So He's doing a good job at it. <laughs> uh, at number seven, we have Eastside. Uh, we've seen Eastside now uh, beat Prairie Heights, uh, do really well in those NECC uh, duels, and that's a team that uh, Belmont will see on Saturday at, uh, at the Carroll Tournament. Eastern has a couple of guys who are injured. Uh, there's a, a Buckley kid who went to uh, uh, state last year who's out with a knee injury right now. But they're also in, in the 1A Team State Tournament. And so is uh, Attica and then South Adams with their runner-up finish at the ACAC is back into the 10th spot. And Adam Central drops out. And, and right now with the, the lineup that they have, I think that's just, that, that's just kind of the way it is right now. And it's kind of crazy to see Adam Central not in that top 10. But until they can figure out what exactly is going on there at, at 170 and at heavyweight, I just don't know if they have enough to, to compete in that You know, when they run that deep into the football season, I mean, that's the kind of stuff coaches have to uh, adapt to, and they haven't got there yet. And Tony told us last week on, the, on our show that um, he, he'll figure it out and he'll get there eventually, but it, he's not there yet. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So then at uh, 2A, then uh, stays the same. Now, Western and Oak Hill wrestled in a, an individual tournament this weekend. Western had one more point than Oak Hill, but they lost that team point on a celebration call from one of the officials. <laughs> so technically, Oak Hill beats Western this weekend, but it was an individual tourney. So uh, right now, while Garrett looks awfully good, I just think Western and Oak Hill are the two best teams 
in 2A. But I think it's a really exciting tournament for those three. And Wawa C is right there, too. In the dual mate format you're talking, you yes. think they're a stronger team dual meat-wise? I think they are. Now, Wawa C has a loss to Warsaw, which was kind of early in the season, and I'm not sure that that should really count as we go on later. But Warsaw has gotten a lot better. Uh, I have Belmont at number five. They're 5-0 and now. Mount Vernon has moved up. They uh, won a tournament this weekend over Wrights, and they beat Tell City, like I said, who are ranked fifth at, at, at 1A. Edgewood has dropped down to number seven. That's a team that's beaten Belmont the last two years at Team State. Uh, so I think they're right there with, with Belmont's level. And then Columbia City and Leo are 8-9. Uh, and nine. Columbia City beat Leo 33-32. And if we want to talk about what Coach Sprunger's team and where they're at, you know, they only lost to Leo 39-30. to 30. Um, So I think that they're, they're definitely deserving of that top five ranking in 1A. And then a new team in the 2A tournament, and I looked at this for a long time, and some people may say, oh, well, you know, they beat West Vigo and you had them at the bottom of the ranking, so you just put them in there. But Greencastle actually has a pretty decent team. A 41-25 loss to Oak Hill is better than I think a lot of teams in the 2A Team State tournament could do. And Oak Hill has a very solid lineup all the way all the way through. And to beat a team like West Vigo, who, you know, Belmont beat them last year, but but that's a back-to-back Team State tournament uh, team, and, and I think Greencastle's worthy of that of that spot. So as you were looking into, um, we've been through there, you want to touch on the, the top five overall rankings? There? Yeah, there is a change <coughs> in the Indiana Matt rankings overall. Now, Brownsburg stays number one. And I think they're going to stay there until they get beat. And we will talk a little bit more about Brownsburg's schedule this week. But Evansville Modern Day moves up to second and Crown Point up to third. And I've dropped Cathedral down to fourth. And that may ruffle some feathers. But Crown Point came out and they, they beat a nationally top five on Intermat, top 50, I should say, on Intermat ranked team, DeKalb from Illinois this weekend. And they just seem to have a little bit more momentum going than Cathedral. Now, Cathedral's schedule ramps up and you're going to see them uh, this weekend, and you're going to see them again at the Al Smith, and I think they're the favorites there, and they're going to win. But uh, how awesome is it going to be to see those three teams? Remember, Crown Point's not there, but we're going to have Brownsburg, Modern Day, Cathedral, and then Warren Central only lost 32-23 to 23 to that Cathedral team. And maybe that's what's drawing Cathedral down a little bit more, uh, but we're going to talk a little bit later about Brownsburg and C- Crown Point uh, wrestling this weekend. And then Chesterton's a team that I thought was more in that 10 to 15 range. But they come out uh, and they only lose to Crown Point 39 to 34. And anybody who's following high school wrestling right now knows that Crown Point is loaded. They have, got, they have <coughs> got guys coming in. I got an email from AJ earlier in the week, and all it said was, these guys are loaded. They've got guys <laughs> coming in from from everywhere and a lot of really good freshmen and to only lose 39 34 chesterton has some studs and yeah. i think they could they could really make a run at um, at cathedral in that individual tournament at at the al smith so let's take a look we've got a couple minutes here to run over this week's schedule and uh, you can look at the ac uh, duels um in the new haven tuesday and thir- uh, night we kind of talked a little bit about that uh, coming up uh, what do we have coming out the the New Haven Super Duels on Saturday? What you got listed for that? Yeah, so AC actually wrestles New Haven tonight. Okay. And I don't think that, that, that New Haven is in Adam Central's league. So I think Adam Central wins that pretty easily. Uh, but then they host Columbia City, and we talked to Tony last week about what they've got going on. But you should definitely check out, uh, if you're a former Adam Central wrestler or parent or or anybody involved with that program, you need to be there on Friday night. It's going to be a neat atmosphere. The hangar is going to be packed. 
Blaine brings a very good team in, and I know he's listening tonight. Uh, he's got a tall task in front of him to come into that atmosphere and pull off a win. But there's going to be a reception afterwards, like Tony told us last week, and um, a, a lot of different things, and a book being sold. And um, But um, then after the Columbia City match, then Adam Central heads to New Haven on Saturday. And the schedule for that reads that Adam Central will wrestle Prairie Heights, which you know is a team that... Uh, those two teams have wrestled in the last five years, it feels like, two or three times a season. Then Adam Central's going to get a bye, and they're going to wrestle Perry Meridian's B team. Uh, and that's not any B team, Rex. Uh, I talked to Tony earlier today, and he, he kind of hinted that, you know, maybe Perry Meridian wins that pool with their B team. They're that, they're that deep this year. Adam Central then wrestles Lakeland and Elkhart Memorial, and then in the final round, that round six, then they'll have a crossover with whoever places the same as them in the other pool. In the other pool, we have New Haven, Dwanger, Yorktown, South Bend, Washington, and Maconaqua. And then uh, Belmont is at the, uh, what I'm calling, or maybe Joe Caprino is calling, the Carroll Supercharger World Championships <laughs> at Carroll High School on Saturday. And Belmont will wrestle Cherubusco in round one, while Jay County wrestles East Noble in round two. Belmont gets Northrop, which is probably the weakest team there, uh, but still a good match for Belmont. And Garrett will wrestle Jay County a matchup of two different 2A team state teams. Another matchup of 2A team state teams, Belmont and Jay County in round three. Uh, Belmont and Jay County haven't dueled since the 80s, I believe. Um, and then Belmont will get Eastside, who's also going to team state in 1A, while Carroll gets Jay County. And then the final round of the day at Carroll, Belmont will wrestle Garrett while Jay County wrestles North. With that, the buzzer has went off. <clears throat> We're... We've ran through the first period. It is now over, and we're getting ready to go to the second period. With that, I'm going to send it back to the studio. Steve Rouse running the board for us. Round of, round of commercials. We'll be back with more wrestling talk right after this. Hey, Indiana High School wrestling fans. This is Jason Cree, and I'm excited to announce that the Double Eagle will be hosting this year's High School Wrestling Coaches Show live at 6.05 every Tuesday night throughout the season. The Double Eagle is proud to sponsor local sports, and we invite you to come up and experience a live radio remote. As always, we are open seven days a week to bring you great food, cold drinks, and exciting sports action. Follow us on Facebook for all of the updates, and come visit us at the Double Eagle, 1730 Nutman Avenue, Indicator. You don't always need an attorney, but when you do, the man to call is Brad Weber. Brad has extensive experience in most legal matters and will help you make your problems disappear. Keep this number handy, 452-7045. That's 452-7045. You just never know when you'll need the services of an experienced litigator like Brad Weber. Make Heller Nursery on 400 West your one-stop holiday shop for all the gardeners in your life. Heller Nursery has a great selection of Fraser fir and Scotch and White pine Christmas trees starting at $25. Choose from literally thousands of poinsettias from $6.50 and up. Mason jar flower pots and planters make a terrific gift starting at just $5.99. Heller Nursery since 1946, across from Peterson Grain. Heller Nursery opens seven days a week. Forget the busy times and start thinking about leisure times. Adams Woodcrest is about enjoying retirement. With no maintenance waiting at home, you're free to do the things you've dreamed of for years. It's time to start living again. It's easy to call Adams Woodcrest your new home. For visits and tours of Adams Woodcrest Retirement Community, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur, please call 260-728-4000. 
3989. Woodcrest, member Adams Health Network. Exceptional care, close to you. Haggard Sefton, Hershey's Elk, High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle at Cross Creek. An hour into the second period, and the second period brings our special guest. And tonight, traveling over from Bluffton High School is our uh, coach from the ACAC champions, Ben Sprunger. Ben, how are you this evening? I'm good. Thanks for having us on. Well, uh, we talked a little bit about uh, your win before the show, and uh, what was it like to get your kids psyched up to the point where they realized that they couldn't be the ACAC champs? Well, we talked about it in, uh, in the practice room for about a week, and uh, I told them the possibilities and that uh, this is a real shot for us and, uh, you know, really try to get them to buy into it. So, uh, you know, really it was just uh, making them believe that they could do it. So, Well, it was a heck of a performance. Uh you know, it, it was. It seemed like it was kind of a toss-up. You know, Adam Central and Jay County have won that tournament since they they implemented it. But it, it really was, I think, the most wide-open edition of it that we've seen in in five or six years that that you've done it. And and who knows what happens in the individual tournament? Yeah, it could be, be a completely different order of finish. It will. I mean, it, it definitely could be. It. Uh, we had talked some of the coaches about uh, from the start. You know, th- we could go six and zero oh or lose three. Any of us could. And <laughs> And, uh, you know, it was just a matter of who was going to step up and, uh, you know, and take I think, charge. I think you look at a team like Southern Wells, who, like Rex alluded to earlier, they just maybe had too many forfeits and, and easy points that they give up. But, boy, do they have some studs at the top. And that's a team who could come in the individual tournament and have four champs easily. And, and win it in and, the individuals. And win, and win the individual yeah, tournament well, altogether. Uh, Ryan does a great job uh, with those guys. And, I mean, he could send four or five guys to state uh, this year. And, uh so he's done a good job. If he had a couple more guys on the team, then they'd be a, a serious uh, threat for sure. Yeah, and like, and you know, they went to one A team state last year, and, and it just says a lot about the ACAC that there's that much depth. Um, you know, Woodland and Heritage are kind of at the bottom right now, but it wasn't that long ago that Woodland had a, an awfully good team, um, and, and Heritage I think is 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 finally back on on the upswing uh, compared to where they've been the last four or five years. So. Um, Let's talk about uh, some of the things that go on. Your, your career record, uh, Dane, who does all the stats here, 139 and 10, and that's pretty impressive. Uh, how, how many years have you been coaching Bluffton now? Uh, this is my fifth year. So I did. I assisted Ryan Corkwell for a year, and then uh, the last four years I've been the head coach. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, growing up, Ben was right in my wheelhouse of, of being a middle schooler and a high schooler and going to the state finals, <coughs> and I did not miss an ACAC tournament, sectional, regional, all of those tournaments, and absolutely loved. So really a, a, a pleasure to have him on the show tonight. And I just wanted to, to, to highlight, you know, uh, some of the matches and sort of reminisce uh, now that it's been 20 years, which is kind of crazy uh, since Ben won a state title. But uh, like you said, a career record of 139 and 10, just 10. Losses in four years as a varsity wrestler. Seventh place as a sophomore. Uh, wrestled under the lights as a junior at uh, Market Square in 99. And uh, only loss was in the state finals that year. And uh, your teammate Randy Persley won a, a state title. Did that make you hungrier for uh, a state title after he won? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was uh, It was fun to watch Randy win, but it was, uh, it was a long year of restless sleeping. Um, uh, I still... I still lose sleep over that match for sure. Well, here, here's a little thing. Sometimes you wrestle in the state finals as a junior and you don't get back. You get knocked off. And he, so I've had 40, 40 years of thinking, you know, what could I have done different to go back the second time? Because as I tell kids wrestling these days, there are no guarantees. 
you know, you know the the kid that Latell who blew his knee up. Yep. You know, he he was a state champion. He's done. Yep. So He's not going to wrestle as a senior. So take the advantage you can and, and take your uh, take your wins when you can. So then you go to the, to the year two thousand and uh, the new home. I I'm thinking Banker's Life, and I got to think about what the name of it was before that. But Conseco was the new home, yep. and uh, John Sheets wins the first state title uh, in that new building for Belmont, and then a couple of weights later. It's uh, Ben Sprunger from Bluffton, and uh, just one loss on the year, which is kind of funny. It ties into everything that we do here, but uh, state champ, but ACAC runner-up. And we're talking a little <laughs> bit about how tough the ACAC is. And you mentioned your friend Ryan Landis earlier, and, and he handed you one loss that senior year. Yeah, and you know, Ryan, every time we wrestle, it would be a closer match. I always hated wrestling him. The first one was always a, a little, I don't know, for whatever reason, a little easier. But after that, it was always a... He'd always keep it close and, and catch up on me, and I, I had probably got n- most nervous wrestling any match that year was against Ryan for sure. He uh, he did a good job of catching me or it beat me there at conferences. and uh, So, yeah, this is one of those matches, too, I still lose sleep over. <laughs> now, here's here's one of those questions, that, not to steal any trivia questions. You talked about uh, John Sheets was the first champion at Conseco Fieldhouse. Step back to the one before that when he moved from Southport to Market Square, B.J. Ferro was the first state champion crowned at Market Square Arena. So a Belmont wrestler was first crowned wrestler at at uh, Market Square, and then a Belmont wrestler first state champion crowned at uh, Conseco. Yeah, it's awfully awfully cool to, to think about. Uh, as we look through the, uh, we've got the, in front of us, we have the, the results from 130 pounds from 2000, and the match that sticks out to me, just like I said, from being a teenager in those years, uh, semifinal results, Ben Sprunger, Bluffton, defeats Danny Williams, Warren Central. Major decision, 15-4. to 4. Now, for those of you who don't know who Danny Williams is, he went on to not lose another match in high school on merit <laughs> because he, I think he defaulted the one year. He, I think he broke his leg <laughs> at some point in the middle of the year, and then he just decided he was just going to default to fourth place so that he could qualify. He ends up being a state champ his junior year and his senior year. And this guy in front of us beats him his sophomore year, fifteen to four in the semifinals. That's, that's a stoning. <laughs> uh, do you remember anything about that match? What can you tell us about Danny yeah, Williams? I, I do remember Danny. I've, I've uh, recently, well, last, well, when I was at VMI coaching, I recruited one of his wrestlers from Warren Central when he was still coaching, and got to talk to him a little bit. But you know, to be honest with you, and this, not to be arrogant, I I remember the losses a lot more. But I do remember wrestling Danny and. You know, I guess I probably didn't realize how tough he was at the time because uh, I think he went on to wrestle at uh, Minnesota um, for a year or two there before um, before he was done. But uh, yeah, he was a he's a tough wrestler, and you know, I just I know come down state, you just think about that match you have and just try to get the one in front of you. So, but uh, yeah, Danny was tough. I remember what uh, I, I do remember just a very clip of, ma- of the match, but. Uh, uh, just hitting like a Turk on him, I don't know, but uh, yeah, no. And then in the ch- in the championship match under the lights, you beat uh, Matt Berner from from Peru six to three, and uh, a guy that I think you've had you seen him earlier in the year. Yeah, that was the fourth time we had wrestled. Okay. So we wrestled. That's at, tough. At, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, one of those you think he'd uh, hit a guy. It was he was due for sure, but uh, I guess in my head I just had him and. And, uh, yeah, I rem- we grew up wrestling. I mean, all the <coughs> AAU stuff, and uh, we probably wrestled 
30 or 40 matches before we wrestled in the finals that time my senior year. So. It's funny, funny how that works out. So let's talk about your team this year a little bit more. I've got your uh, results so far in, in front of you and just that one loss to Leo at the beginning of the year, 39 to 30. But other than that, some really good wins. Yeah, um, you know, even that loss, we uh, my 106-pounder didn't make weight, so we gave up six there, and my 82-pounder um, got in trouble at home and was grounded from wrestling for a week. So, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> grounded. Yeah, I had to had to sweet talk mom a little bit to to get him back out. So but then, didn't. you know, looking at those results too, I know that Fremont <laughs> actually beat Leo that day, and then you guys beat Fremont 48 to 24. So. Yeah, and, you know, wrestling, you just never know. Matchups, just how it plays out. You know, you're better at top or better at bottom, and you have certain guys wrestle, and sometimes, uh, you know, that tough man score, whatever they call that, uh, doesn't always play out. Just because you can beat one team doesn't mean uh, you're going to beat the other. So. And now back in the back in that day when the coin toss in the in the weighing room didn't make wasn't there now it makes a big difference like if you're if you're stud loaded down low and you start at like one fifty five one sixty you could drop five six matches before you get back to your strong point and sometimes that momentum's too much to overcome yeah and uh, even this weekend um, uh, Ryan Corkwell and uh, Eric Boltemeyer they do a good job for me uh, kind of placing guys where they need to go if we need to do shifts or um, and uh, so. You know, it, that coin flip changes when you do those moves. And uh, um, so, yeah, it's not like just starting at six, you know, and yeah. having your heavyweight finish. And You know, I wrestled back in the day. I refereed in the day now that they've come to that. And it, it does make it a more interesting match. It makes you coach harder and coach smarter. Back in the day, when you start up, okay, you get your six-pounder, you run up through heavyweight, and you know who's going to match up and you line up. Now it's like, okay, you win the coin toss, and it's like, okay, I have to present my man on. Do I want to use it here? Do I want to use it here? Do I bump? And then you start in a 52. I mean, it really changes the complexity of the whole strategy behind coaching wrestling. It, it definitely does. And, uh, you know, I, I, I see myself more as a uh, coach on in the practice room, and I, I let the, my other assistants do the logistics of it all. You know, I kind of know your strengths and your weaknesses. And uh, so uh, I kind of just tell them, them, you know, you know what, what needs to be done, make it happen. I, I believe in you guys. So. Well, there are, there are nights when AJ and I are covering a match, and we watch coaches get out-coached. And your guys, sometimes your guys can't out-wrestle their guys, but you can definitely be out-coached. Oh, for sure. That's, that's for sure. You can. I mean, co- coaches can win or lose matches for a team and make the wrong calls or even, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've kicked myself. Ah, I shouldn't have put him down. I knew that. He couldn't get out the first two periods, but I put him down. Yeah. So, and, and a lot of times you'll you'll – have the right setup and your kid doesn't perform and it's like okay then changes the whole scheme and you've played your you've played your hand so to speak and the rest of the match is like you're just gonna have to either make it up and see if someone's gonna step up or that one call could be the match for you yeah no it's it's uh it, there's more to it than you'd think a lot of times <laughs> you think you already eat, eat whatever happens in the practice rooms what's going to happen on the mat but uh you do have an influence on it for sure and I think that's the beauty of the dual meet, and that's what, what thankfully, you know, with the coaches' association, with the team state, and with the IHSAA taking a few extra steps, I think we're, we're promoting that dual meet again a little bit more than we did, say, maybe eight, ten years ago um, when we lost team state. And um, I think we saw it this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Uh, there, there was some, some, some strategy going on for sure. Uh, at the ACAC duels, and I saw a couple coaches looking at their – they had two assistants, one on each shoulder looking over their books, and they're looking at papers trying to figure out, well, what do we do here? 
And, you know, in, in a conference like the ACAC, where almost every team has a forfeit or two, it, it, it kind of adds to the to the strategy as to where you're going to move. And, and you saw it a little bit in the Adam Central-South <coughs> Adams match where Adam Central ends up throwing Alex Curry out and he takes a forfeit. You know, that's a waste of, of his yeah. talents. You, you, you want to take the kid who's brand new to the sport and can barely get his, his straps on a singlet up over him to take the six points, and then you want your guy to go out there and, and pin somebody. Well, that just means that the other coach outcoached him. <laughs> well, sometimes it doesn't matter. Sometimes, yeah. you know, and the, the IHSAA made some rule changes 10, 15 years ago. You, you can only wrestle up one weight. You know, there was the year where Blake Maurer wrestled 160, I think, at State, and then all of a sudden he was wrestling 215 at, at Team yeah. State, and you thought, wait a minute, what's going on here? Um, but, you know, and that, but that adds to the strategy, too. Then, uh, you know, uh, Adam Central had it. Belmont had it this weekend. I know that Henry Kukulhan was talking all day in class on Friday. Coach, do I need to be uh, over 170 or do I need to be under 170? Because I could be wrestling 170 this weekend or I could be wrestling 195 depending on what my coach needs. And those are really the intricacies that, that, that come out in a, in a dual meet. So keeping a, on, on track here, let's talk to Coach about uh, your goals for the rest of the year. Uh, you're not invited to Team State, but uh, take a look at what your goals are for the year and then think about uh, your future of your program and where you're going to go with it. Well, um, Obviously, this this weekend was a stepping stone for the future. Uh, winning a conference tournament, uh, something that doesn't happen very often here at Bluffton. So I think the guys can rally behind that. They're starting to believe that uh, they can be a force in uh, in this conference in this in this area. Um, I mean, obviously, we'd like to win individual conferences and get out there. And Belmont's tough, and Norwell's tough this year, and uh, see where we land at uh, at sectionals, you know. But uh, you know, ultimately, you said that um, we didn't make it to team state. That's that's number one goal too, is to make sure we qualify enough guys out of sectionals and regionals and get some guys to state to be able to automatically qualify. You never want to just uh, like anything you're competing, put the put the opportunity in someone else's hands. You know, you want to go out and win the match, and that's what we got to do as a team. Is we got to go out there and qualify. And that 1A team state atmosphere the last few years has been incredible. Prairie Heights has brought a great crowd. And, you know, we've talked in previous weeks about the team state tournament being at Fort Wayne, and it's kind of a long drive for some of the other teams. But the majority of those teams right now are from northeast Indiana that are competing in that tournament. And the, the crowds that come in 1A, you know, if you if you really were just an observer from that didn't know anything about wrestling, you would know that the 3A teams were the big schools and the 1A teams were the small schools because the 1A teams are the ones that bring the crowd. So, Ben, you've been around wrestling a long time. What is your impression of how that team state has become for the state of Indiana for the coaches' tournament? No, I think uh, a lot of coaches are always talking about where they're at and what's going on, especially come sectionals and, and regionals. I think uh, it gives it uh, a good opportunity for – because, well, I guess when I was in school, obviously there was no – the first two years there was no team state. So Belmont would always be wrestling on a Wednesday – when we were training in all week because they were doing that um, back in the day when it was. Team regional. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they'd be wrestling on Wednesdays, and then, you know, you could get hurt. And what's yeah. nice about this is that uh, a small school like us could go out there and try to compete at some level for a state title. And um, I think the coaches like it. And with, uh, with Dane having the ability to, to rank teams and pull them in, you may wrestle somebody from the southern half of the state that comes up and gets into your class that you've never seen all season long. And it may, you may have to wrestle that kid at state finals or, or someplace, and you're going to have some experience with wrestling that kid. Yeah, it's just a stage where uh, it's great for the kids because 
you know, if the, those kids are good enough to make it to state, they've already kind of felt that pressure of being on that stage, be able to try to compete at a level that uh, really means something. Well, we really appreciate you, we appreciate you coming up here tonight, uh, Ben, and you can hang out and hang on the rest of the show with us. But we've we've finished the second period. And we're getting ready for the third period as the buzzers went off here, and we're going to send it back to Steve Rouse running this, running the board for us back in the studio for a round of message, and we'll be back with more wrestling talk right after this. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. At Complete Printing Service, you can count on Charlie Brune and the crew to take care of all your print needs. Everything from color copies, custom-made banners and signs, wedding invitations, business cards, magnetic and yard signs, and so much more. Complete Printing is located on South 2nd Street in Decatur. Our name says it all. Complete Printing Service. Call today at 724-3722. Complete Printing is also a Decatur Sculpture Tour sponsor. Welcome back to the Haggard Sefton Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Rex Burlow and Dane Filling. And Dane, um, we haven't got the right answer to Steve Rouse yet as far as a caller, so maybe let's give a couple more little hints to try and see if we can give away our prize here this week. Okay, so we're asking for two teams besides Belmont who have the most individual champions at the Al Smith Tournament. And the Al Smith Tournament is at Mishawaka. So, so there's an obvious team with there, – There's one. I mean, There's one team who's been at every tournament. Yeah, the odds are. They may the be other. the one. The other one, I'm going to give you a hint here, Rex. Uh, one of them has an assistant coach or a former assistant who was a champ in the 80s around the Paul Guntz at Paul Baker era and a state champ. And he had a couple of sons who are awfully good at wrestling. And one yeah. of them is wrestling at Michigan right now. Yeah. See if that, that gives anybody any extra hints. Isn't one of them wrestling at Northwestern, too? Yeah, Northwestern. Yeah, he's that's, wrestling at Northwestern. That's what, I was, that's what I was thinking yeah. of. So let's take a look at the uh, week ahead around the state. Uh, a couple of interesting duels besides Adam Central's duel at New Haven. Uh, tonight, we've got the final duel between Elkhart Central and Elkhart Memorial. Those two teams are consolidating at the end of the school year and will be one school again. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And then a, a, big, a big match for me looking at 1A and 2A, Wabash is wrestling at Oak Hill. Now, Oak Hill is putting a 57-match win streak on the line. 
tonight against Wabash. So be interested to see what happens in that duel. Tomorrow night, we've got Carroll at Garrett. I call that the Y2CJ41 uh, championship trophy where Y2 coached the last two years. And then uh, a great rivalry in all of the state of Indiana, and that's Mishawaka versus Penn. Uh, that's always a packed house. You can watch that online through Mishawaka's webcasting service if you want to take a chance and uh, take a shot and, and watch that. And then another good duel across the state is Merrillville and, uh, and Chesterton tomorrow night. Now on Saturday, we've got a couple of good uh, duels between state-ranked teams. Hobart will wrestle Chesterton. And then Harrison, West Lafayette Harrison is a team that a lot of people, oh, they're from the Lafayette area. They're from the Logansport Regional. They're not going to be any good. Tell you what, Rex, they knocked off Maryville last week. They move up to number 13 in the rankings. And Maryville is a good team, a good dual team who's beaten teams in the top 20 already. <coughs> They'll wrestle Carmel on Saturday. And then I think the biggest one, maybe the biggest uh, tournament so far in the season as far as the top 10 is concerned, Brownsburg and Crown Point are wrestling at the same place at Crown Point's Tom Carnahan invite on Saturday. And I think we'll finally get an idea as to, okay, is it really <coughs> Brownsburg 1, Crown Point 2, or 3? Or is Crown Point really that good? You know, you, you talk about some of those schools. Um, those are the region schools, you know, the region rats up there. And for quite a few years, I refereed uh, up around Valpoint. I refereed the, the Doolin Conference about six or seven years in a row. And if fans want to go up there and see what rabid wrestling fans are all about, the region is where it's at. The I mean, DAC has it. Those guys will wait for you in the parking lot when you come out. There's The parking lot's empty, and your car's sitting there. There's a guy leaning against the fender of your car, wants to talk to you about the match. I mean, those people up there are crazy. I mean, and, and their their kids wrestle. They're hard-nosed, son of steel workers up there, and they just like to brawl. They love to brawl. Yeah, it's definitely it, – it's and Indiana has that interesting dynamic where, where there's the southern teams, and a lot of times the teams from the south don't make their way up that far from the north. Uh, that's why it's cool to see teams like Princeton and Floyd Central come all the way up to the north. But you're right. The region is a little bit different from around here in northeast Indiana. And then finally on Saturday, we have the Marion County Tournament, um, a tournament that I used to attend when I went to school in Indianapolis, and a really good tournament with teams like Lawrence North, Perry Meridian, Warren Central, all those township schools that aren't in the actual city limits. Um, I think Perry Meridian and Warren Central are probably the top two teams there, but there, there's always good wrestling from Lawrence North and, and, and Center Grove and, and those type of schools. So uh, is it time for your On This Date in History It is. We have two matches to highlight this week. We'll start with On This Date 50 years ago in 1969. Belmont wrestled uh, Angola in a match that took place at the Monmouth High School gym, not at the old Decatur High School gym. I'm not really sure. I've asked a couple people what the deal was, and sometimes there was just basketball practice or – but um, if you talk to some of We'd those guys... We'd rather practice basketball than host our wrestling match. If okay. you talk to some of those guys who wrestled in 67, 68, 69, they'll tell you that that Monmouth gym actually uh, was where they, they had a lot of their practices. And I was talking to uh, BJ Farout today at lunch with Sean Farout, and he was saying that there was only so much room in that gym for them to have practice. And when Webb was the coach, th they would only have enough room for the, the varsity guys. I think there were, were there 10 weights, I think, back then, or 12. And the JV team, and if you weren't in the top two at either of those weights, you didn't have enough room on the mat to actually get to wrestle, so you'd run. <laughs> and Ken Webb would have you run around the mat the entire time. And then if they were showing something, they would let the other guys come in and get some mat time. Uh, but uh, there was only enough horsehair for 20 guys, Rex, and that was it. And then everybody else had to run. So we're looking at uh, Nellie Clark's report here from December 17, 1969. 
and uh, Belmont beats Angola 44 to 10, I believe it was, and winners in that match. And if uh, actually, if we look at, um, there's two pictures in the photo uh, in the paper from 1969 that night. Holden Martin getting a five point a five point pin, Rex, not a six point pin, a five point pin. I don't know when that changed. <laughs> For Ken Webb's team. And in the other picture, we have our very own A.J. Calver standing next to Mr. Webb watching uh, Phil Timmy's match. And it says that uh, Mr. Webb, Coach Webb, was calling for a pin, and, and he ended up getting A.J. looks fine Look and that. dapper with, a, with a tie and a sport coat on. I think there was an, even an, an embroidered brave on the, on the chest there. He was a, a handsome lad back in the day. Coat. Uh, so winners for that. Oh, looking at Nellie Clark's report, he says it was almost like taking candy from a baby. <laughs> the Belmont Braves wrestling team returned to the win column Monday evening as they crushed a young Angola mat squad 44-10 to 10 in the Monmouth gym before a huge crowd. Uh, Angola to Decatur. Uh, not time, time, time. What's a huge crowd back in the day? Well, 14 I people? I never, st- I never stepped foot in the old Monmouth gym, so I don't know how many that they have. <laughs> Maxim- maximum occupancy was probably... 122 or something like that. So the rundown for that match in December of 1969, Ed Mendez took a forfeit at 98. John Doan was a 7-3 winner at 107 pounds. Phil Timmy, who had a big impact on Belmont later on, uh, was a pin winner at 115. So were Mike Jennings and Joe Johnson at 123 and 130. Belmont won additional matches with Steve Windmiller, Kevin Moore, and Halden Martin. Kevin McBarnes got a 16-3 win at 165 pounds. <coughs> Uh, and the other winner for Belmont that night was Rick Winkler, who took a forfeit at 185. Some JV names that you might know, uh, Joe Ionson, Dick Sturry, the mayor himself, Ken Meyer, <laughs> John Porter, Tyler Hill, and Mike Macklin were all winners on this date back in 1969. Now, our other matches uh, on this date, 1979, it was a big duel, Rex, between number two Belmont and number four Delta. Uh, AC also wrestled Leo that night, and it was Delta who came away with an upset victory over the Braves, 30 to 25. And that match, fe- uh, that match featured uh, a pretty key match there between Mike Nickham from Delta, who went on to be the state champion that year, beat Franzi in finals. 1980, and uh, he beat Jeff Franzi in this duel, two to one. And that's actually who uh, wrestled for that that same state title in uh, February. Uh, those two met again in the state finals. Nickham won 6-2. to two. Uh, This year, Delta actually finished fourth at uh, state, and Belmont was fifth. And the quote from uh, Jim Hopkins, who was the editor that day, says that uh, it was just like Muncie South, who Belmont had gotten beaten by two weeks prior. It came down to the heavyweight, and Rex, we were talking about earlier about how, Placement that, of the weight how that has changed. Now it doesn't come down to heavyweight like it used to. It came down to the heavyweight, and we just didn't have the strength there that we've had in the past. Denny said, and it, uh, Jim notes that Belmont, the, the meat grinder of their, their schedule, continued as they faced <coughs> number eight, Bloomington North, that Saturday in Bloomington. And um, he also had a quote in there. Denny did. He said, I'd rather see us get beat by a good team every time than stick it to a know-nothing team. Our <laughs> kids will make mistakes this way, but they'll improve. Well, as, as people know, Delta went into a nice recruiting session that next year. And then they they ran their they ran their five in a row state championship through eighty through eighty five. Um, Trent McCormick was one of their state champions at the time. David Locke was a state champion for him, who's now one of their coaches. Uh, uh, David Palmer, who we talked about a couple of weeks ago. I mean, those teams were stud loaded and they were tough. And and Don Patton was the coach of their team at that time. And and Don had built a quite the nice team of wrestlers that. Uh, 
Fred Ginther has went to Southside and Northside and, and kind of built a pretty nice team on the north side of Muncie there, and, and they were the five-time state champs after that. Yeah, and in that match, then uh, Belmont had, I think, uh, six winners. B.J. Ferrot had a, had a decision. He and uh, Denny both stayed undefeated after winning that match. B.J. won 16-5. to Denny, who's pictured in the article, won 7 to nothing. And then Belmont lost four matches in a row until Steve Carter got a win over Rich Meadows 10-2. And then uh, Tony Roman had a tie against Clark Rambrand. The tie didn't last much longer after 79 or 80, I don't believe. And then uh, the last three winners for Belmont were Matt Miller, Lloyd Weldy, and Barry Barnes. With that, the buzzer just went off. The third period has ended. We're going to send it back to the studio for our final round of messages. And we'll be back with overtime right after this. Hey, Indiana High School wrestling fans. This is Jason Cree, and I'm excited to announce that the Double Eagle will be hosting this year's High School Wrestling Coaches Show live at 6.05 every Tuesday night throughout the season. The Double Eagle is proud to sponsor local sports, and we invite you to come up and experience a live radio remote. As always, we are open seven days a week to bring you great food, cold drinks, and exciting sports action. Follow us on Facebook for all of the updates, and come visit us at the Double Eagle, 1730 Nutman Avenue, Indicator. You don't always need an attorney, but when you do, the man to call is Brad Weber. Brad has extensive experience in most legal matters and will help you make your problems disappear. Keep this number handy, 452-7045. That's 452-7045. You just never know when you'll need the services of an experienced litigator like Brad Weber. Make Heller Nursery on 400 West your one-stop holiday shop for all the gardeners in your life. Heller Nursery has a great selection of Fraser fir and Scotch and White Pine Christmas trees starting at $25. Choose from literally thousands of poinsettias from $6.50 and up. Mason jar flower pots and planters make a terrific gift starting at just $5.99. Heller Nursery since 1946, across from Peterson Grain. Heller Nursery opens seven days a week. You'll find a full range of orthopedic care close to home at Adams Memorial Hospital with Dr. David Coates and PA Aaron Whitman demonstrating superior results relative to patient safety and experience. Dr. Coates and his team offer a full range of orthopedic procedures and treatment options for adults and pediatric patients with outstanding outcomes and low complication and infection rates. And individualized patient-centered care results in high patient satisfaction. Call 728-3900 to schedule. Adams Memorial. Experience ortho excellence. Welcome back to the final segment of the Haggard Stephanie Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly hosted by the Double Eagle at Cross Creek. I'm Rex Burrow along with Dane Filling and uh, Dane our special guest uh, Ben Sprunger has uh, been kind enough to come in here and uh, added some great uh, uh, information to our show tonight and we're into overtime as you're going to look at the schedule for WZB the rest of the week. Our trivia answer winner and our podium picks. Yes, tonight on um, WZBD, uh, the 24-3 and three Lakers are at the Pacers, and uh, I believe we're also going to hear Purdue at Ohio at 9 p.m. Tomorrow night we've got Hitzer at 6 o'clock, and that will be followed then by Garrett at Belmont in boys basketball. Rex and AJ will be on the call on Thursday at Leo as Belmont wrestles to win um, in any eight title. And then on Friday... Uh, you've got Heritage at South Adams Basketball. And then on Saturday, a pretty big matchup, my alma mater, Butler, taking on the Boilers at the Crossroads Classic at 2.30. This morning on the uh, Adams County Sports Notes, Tony G said that King James is coming to town, and I flipped the channel. I Don't, don't call him. 
King James. I flipped the channel. I not, not anymore. I huh? was not going to listen to LeBron banter on Adams County Sports Notes this morning. So that's just me personally. So a reminder then, we've also got Brandon White here at uh, the Double Eagle on December 20th with a steak dinner special. <coughs> and uh, I believe our next show, Rex, is going to be on Monday the 23rd here at the Double Eagle at 6 o'clock. And we will be leading into, uh, I think, some basketball. Our, um, our two-time uh, trivia answer winner must be on the road or not listening tonight. Spencer Litchfield was kind of go, trying to go 3-0, and and we gave as many hints as we could, and we, Steve didn't have an answer winner yet. So uh, I think we go we could shut somebody out here for your trivia question. You're going to have to back down. I think you're a little too tough on him this uh, week. We must, we must have been. So the answer is Mishawaka has the most champions at 59. They're the well, host. Yeah, you host your, sh- your own tournament. You should win it. They're right? the host of the tournaments. And Belmont has the second most, which is 47. And then in third place is Chesterton with 35. We think about Keith Davison, who was a champion a couple of times in the late 80s. And then he had several sons who uh, ended up winning multiple Al Smith titles. And uh, not far behind them is Penn with 34. So that brings us into podium picks. And are you going to set me up for failure like you did last week, bud? Well, we, we looked at last week. Now, Rex actually picked Garrett over Adam Central and Brownsburg over Avon last week. And he picked Belmont as the NE8 triple champion. So after two weeks, Rex is 6-1. and one. But unfortunately for AJ, he picked Southern Wells <laughs> to be the ACAC duels champion. And I don't want to... He got smoked. He's like 1-4. I don't want to pick on the guy, but Southern Wells ended up 1-5 in that tournament. So we'll give him a pass on that one. So I've got uh, a couple of them here for you to pick, Rex, and we'll go over these on the 23rd when we come back here. Uh, the first one is the match going on right now. That's Adam Central and New Haven. Um, I didn't see a lot from New Haven the other night. They had a pretty weak lineup, even though Tony's still kind of getting his people in, in line. I think uh, with his backup squad or whoever he puts in there, he can take New Haven out tonight. Okay, and then on Thursday, the match that you have the call on, Belmont and Leo. Now, that, that duel has been in previous years. Leo's not the same team they've been in the past years. Hot Rod's having trouble. I mean, they, some, of the, some of their kids have gotten a little soft, I think. You know, I'll probably get calls into the into the mat dot com, but I, I don't think Leo is the team that they've been in past. I think Belmont wins that one. Do you remember? Uh, I don't remember. It was two years or four years. It must have been four years ago when Bryce Baumgartner needed a pin in the final match, and he was up fourteen or fifteen points, and he had to give away points so that he could not it didn't finish as a tech fall, and then he yeah. had to get the pin. It was a heck of a duel up there. Uh, and then on. Um, Friday, we have Adam Central in Columbia City and Adam Central's big 50th year anniversary homecoming. I think he's invited the wrong school to town for his 50th anniversary show because we saw, we saw um, Columbia City coming in early in the season. Columbia City's got a really solid team, and, and Belmont really had to work hard to take them out that night. Okay, and then on Saturday, we've got Belmont and Garrett, a pair of top five teams in 2A, and it's going to be a heck of a duel. We've talked about how strong Garrett is. I think Garrett's loaded up. I think they're just too tough to beat. I think... I think I think Garrett comes away with a win there, but you know we're we're going to see what Belmont has. Belmont may be able to work something out and uh, take them out. And we're going to send our last one to our special guest. We've got Brownsburg wrestling Crown Point.